Welcome, Culture Power people. Today, I am so lucky, so blessed to be talking to Amy Young of Arenda Tribe. Oh, Amy, it's so good to have you here. And, you know, as I told you before, it's just a conversation between friends, so we're just going to talk. Yeah, I'm so excited to see you and be here today and just kind of share some time. Yes. So tell the listeners uh, where you are right now. I'm in Albuquerque, New Mexico, under the very, very vivid blue skies right now. Oh, you're so lucky. What's the temperature yeah, there? I, it's starting to get chilly. I think it's probably, we may get a little bit of snow this week. Um, oh. But yeah, it's the fluffy white Georgia O'Keeffe clouds outside. And I just, uh, it's always so inspiring to look out. Well, I have clouds on. So yeah. it doesn't, yeah. it's not too hard to figure out where my ideas come from. But uh yeah, it's just been a beautiful transition into the season. And really, like as we approach, you know, the end of the month, I've really just taken a lot of time and tried to slow down, um, try to really feel the gratitude that I have for still being here, like we all are, you know, we're all still here, we're all still having our lives intertwine and be yeah. part of each other. So I'm just so incredibly full of gratitude for that. Yes, likewise. We are we are lucky to be here and, and to be working. I mean, it sounds like you're very busy. Um, before we even get into that, I just wanted to tell the listeners that I found Amy through the Better Homes and Gardens magazine. And I was like, I've got to talk to this woman. This is, this is something really close to my heart, trying to help others and not just trying to help others, but shining a light on other people via culture and craft and fashion. Those things are important to me. So um. Amy, how did you get to this mission of Orenda Tribe? Well, it started, I started the company in 2015. Um, my daughter was 15 years old at that time. And I was just sitting there, you know, trying to really teach her how to be a sustainable, conscious human being. And I was working for big fashion brands. So, you know, the in, little inner voice was like, Amy, you're not being authentic. Yeah. You know, you really have to step up for your kid. So I made this choice to kind of step out of a very uh, lucrative fashion career and actually start my own brand to start doing sustainable small batch production. Um, I've been a lifelong textile nerd, uh, just absolutely just, you know, a collector of so much vintage. I mean, well, let's, let's just say Amy's a hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> let's just be honest about it. Um, but yeah, it just came that time where I wanted to embrace the things that I really love and what bring me joy, but things that were also so much better for the planet. Yeah. And uh, so I just stepped out of that mass production cycle because it just hurt my heart. It just yeah. hurt my heart to see how that happens. Yeah. So, so yeah, I shifted into that. Arinda Tribe was born. Um, and then I moved to New Mexico. So the New Mexico part came when my daughter graduated from high school um, and then I'm an empty nester and I was like, I just want to go back and reintegrate with my tribe. Yeah. I was adopted out at birth, so I never got the chance to learn my culture. And, um, it was really this, this soul journey back to where I came from, really coming full circle back to the beginning. Okay. So in that sense, I'm, I'm sort of like a tod toddler and an elder at the same time. I'm 56 years old, but then I'm a year and a half in like my Navajo Diné years. So, oh, oh let me try to turn that off. Hold on. That's okay. Turn my outlook off. 
This, that, that's the part of zooming. Sometimes I forget all those little buttons of turning stuff Right. Off. And you know what? I feel like we're all living in that world. So the listeners can understand they know <laughs> they're being interrupted by notifications as well. Um, yeah. So you, you are Navajo, but you were adopted by another family. Were they of a tribe as well? Or? No, they were, they were non-native. Um, they wonderful, wonderful uh, family and parents that are from Fort Branch, Indiana, in the middle of the Midwest. So, you know, I was raised very differently than, you know, many people from my tribe, but that, you know, there was a lot of children that were adopted out in the 60s. So I've just found as I made my path back, there's a lot of other relatives just like me that are finding their way back home. Oh, that, that is really cool. So right now, being Navajo, you, like you said, you're only a year and a half into it. Is that what you're saying? That mm-hmm. you're only a year and a half into exploring your culture? Yes. Wow. And then six months after I got here, COVID-19 hit. So Mm -hmm. it was uh, really a time for me. I came back to be of service. You know, I've done everything in my life I wanted to do. I had my fashion career. I raised my beautiful daughter. Um, She was ready to just zoom out in the world without me. And so my focus was to be of service to community. That was really where I was coming back. Hi. Just one second. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was really that time of being of service and coming back to community and um, really just focusing on on what I really wanted to do as far as leaving a legacy for my daughter. You know, I didn't want her to just remember, oh, mommy, the fashion designer staying up crazy hours designing on a computer. So I started really focusing on what I could do to bring sustainable changes to Navajo Nation. Um, I have a passion with working with children. So that's where I started and then COVID-19 hit. And it was really this pivot of understanding that Arenda Tribe could be a platform for creating positive change. Um, So yeah, it's kind of odd that a career in fast fashion makes you highly, uh, highly adept at critical aid. So everything with buying things, raising funding, raising wealth, uh, telling the story, uh, getting things from point A to point B. At that time, it was like all the crazy stuff going on with trying to get goods in from Asia or other countries and into uh, the United States for PPE distribution. And uh, it just happened that I was really good at that. So we started really focusing on bringing critical aid to Navajo Nation back in April. Uh, since that time, I think we've delivered close to a million meals in uh, non-perishable wow. food. We've raised around $700,000 um, just in funding. Um, we've delivered, I think, close to 800,000 masks. So it's been, uh, it's been a, a different path for me, but one that was just needed. It was necessary at that time and just being a good relative to my communities. That, that's amazing that your life before brought you to this. And I think, you know, I think a lot of people get so overwhelmed with, I have to do this thing that's alien to me to be, be of change or to be of service or go out of my way. And I think oftentimes it's usually the thing that you always love doing um, that's going to lead yeah. you to that. It's not some kind of extra um, thing that you have to do. You know what I mean? I feel, I feel the same about how I got here. It was something I was doing anyway. So, you know, it is, I think the important part, like, you know, we had that, 
that panic that hit probably around, you know, March or April when all this started happening with the pandemic. And I just knew that, you know, I didn't really trust what was going on with our government. I felt like, what can I do just me? Like, what can I do to help? And that's where it really all comes down to community. We really have to all step up and be part of this change that we want to see of taking care of each other, um, being kind, making this, you know, very chaotic and very disruptive time into something where we can open our hearts and open our minds on how we, we can be closer as humanity. Yeah. So that's really been a big part of my growth, even, you know, just as a human being through this time, was really finding ways to do that more expansively and uh, connecting with my community and finding the solutions. So aside from COVID, because it's been, uh, it's almost a year now. I can't even believe COVID's been around for almost a year. Wow. Um, what's been your biggest hurdle with trying to, to get Orenda off the ground? Or it's already off the ground, but dealing with that process, what's been the biggest hurdle? Um, Orenda Tribe is, you know, it's funny that in itself is a brand. I don't even call it a brand because it's just stuff that really brings me joy. It's doing just fine. It's, uh, it's almost to the point where I'm trying to balance all of the uh, critical aid work with having a brand and, you know, making my day-to-day life uh, fluid with that. But it's fun because I always find like if I go and I, I get involved in things that are pretty dark sometimes, you know, when you talk about food insecurity or problems with health and wellness and or, or the rise in domestic violence on Navajo Nation. That yeah. stuff is like pretty hard to deal with on a day-to-day job basis. So then I'll just head out in the back studio and tie-dye for a couple of hours and really therapy. just heal myself yeah. with the polarization process. So it's been a great thing to balance back and forth between really dealing with hardcore problems, but then going out and putting clouds on sweatshirts or <laughs> rainbows. Right. So I kind of love my life right now. There's because a good I balance to- there, yeah. Um, yeah. Has there been a rise in those cases that you're seeing? I would think there would be in domestic violence and, and then food insecurity right now. Yeah, it's just everything has gotten worse. Food insecurity has gotten worse, depression worse. Um, I don't have any numbers on suicide rates, but I would assume those are up as well. Uh, domestic violence, uh, unfortunately, very high, as are missing and murdered Indigenous women. So, you know, all we can do is wake up in the morning and set our intentions that we're going to do something about it today. So that's like every morning when I wake up yeah. at the sunrise, all these things are there. They need to be fixed. They yeah. need to be somehow guided into a path of positivity. So I just set intentions every day on what I can do and just chip away at those things. You know, otherwise um, you get so overwhelmed, right? Yeah, it, it is. I'm, I mean, it's great that we're working on different projects. Like um, this month, we're working on 200 safety kits for our at-risk youth and trans kids um, that just need a little bit of help and safety. We're getting them personal alarms. So that's a really uh, fun project to work on because it's really, you know, close to my heart because a lot of things are happening even here in Albuquerque that I want to help. I want to see change. I want to see these kids have a bit more care. Um, And then we get to deliver 200 food care kits at the end of the week as well for a community, the two great community out on Navajo Nation. 
So that's another fun little project because that's really um, the area that I worked in first when I moved to New Mexico was working with Tahali Community School and the kids out there. It's 100 kids. Yeah. So it's really wonderful to deliver food to them so they're not driving to border towns. Um, we're completely shut down with curfew and New Mexico shut down right now. So it's really trying to find a way to get things out there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Really, you're making a real impact. It's not just lip service. You know, you're actually going out and, and doing these things. Um, what advice would you give to somebody who feels a bit daunted? They want to help, but they feel a bit daunted right now. Five minutes, spend five minutes today and go on your phone and amplify somebody's cause that just gets more people aware of it. Five minutes, that's all it takes. Doesn't even require money. If you wanna give money, if you're in an area of wealth that you have the possibilities to give something, by all means do that because this is a time that we balance out this situation of inequity. Um, and then, you know, if you really want to get involved and spend a day or two days, email me at hello at orendatribe.com. I'll put you, I'll put you to work. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, it's really just looking at your community. I tell everybody this, like, look five miles around you and who can you help? Who, like, is there an elder that you can deliver groceries for? Um, is there a kid that just needs a little bit of joy in their life? Is there something you can connect like-minded people in your community and do something bigger? You start small and then it just grows from there. Um, that's a really great thing about positive light. It just attracts light. Yeah. So that's where I, these numbers I gave you of what we've accomplished in seven months, I say we, it's, Arinda Tribe is just like the vehicle. It attracted a ton of like-minded people through social media that wanted to go the same direction with us. Yeah. So I'm sure it's hundreds of thousands of people that have been part of our crowdfunding or our donation um, auction area, or like literally sending masks for us to, to deliver out to Navajo Nation. It was wow. just such a massive group of people that were just like-minded. They just needed right. to have a way to give. It's amazing what humanity can do when they're in that space. Like we have so much more power than we give ourselves credit for. Honestly, yeah. it's, it's wonderful. What's been um, the biggest misconception? Have you met any misconception about what you're trying to do? Um, you know, it's funny because I confuse a lot of people with what I do because we're doing so many things at the same time. Again, I go back to my fashion career where it was completely normal to have like, working on three seasons at one time and 20 different buyers at one time. So it doesn't phase me at all, but to some of the outside, because we are working in so many areas of critical aid, it's a little confusing to them on exactly what Arenda Tribe is. Um, I can only say we just have amazing partners and sponsors that work with us. We did the food delivery with World Central Kitchen. They're, yeah really just doing such expansive work worldwide. We were so honored to do that food project with them. It was called um, Children of the Rainbow this summer where we delivered uh, food and care kits to our children. Um, my gosh, it's just like Jewel, the singer, is like one of my dearest friends. She's done two concerts with this already wow. and helped raise so much funding for um, these important causes. So, I don't know, I just kind of pinched myself on these amazing people that have come and just said, how can we help? 
how can we be of service? Right. And um, yeah, it's just organizing. It's just kind of getting the whole thing to work on timelines. Again, very typical of a fashion thing, timelines, pivot, fundraising, yeah. you know. Right. Look at that. Who knew? You use your, your skill set <laughs> and lead it into a critical aid uh, impact vehicle. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, you, you have the 200 safety kits that you're going to be giving out. Or you've have you done that already with the trans kids and the at-risk youth? Or you no, we have, I think we're going to have to wait two weeks. Um, everything came in this week, but then we just got um, the state of New Mexico just shut down everything. Oh yeah. Um, as well as the Navajo Nation, I think is shut down for three weeks. So we're going to just have everything packed up and launch it on social media. But I think we're going to have to wait till December to do distribution safely. Right. Is there anything else on your horizon that you can think of? Oh my gosh. So many, so many ideas of what we want to do. Um, I think, you know, you kind of touched on it earlier. It's like health and wellness. You know, this is going to be a major thing on how we deal with this um, through the rest of this pandemic. Everybody I know is suffering from kind of quarantine exhaustion or mm -hmm. our little immune, immune systems and our, our emotional systems are just like, ah, just kind of a wreck. So for yeah. the kids on the res, I just want to find ways to bring them some, like, whether it's maybe yoga or mountain bikes, you know, we're talking with a lot of active sportswear companies right now on how we can kind of pull together and come up with some safe sport and wellness ideas for the kids yeah. because they do live so remote and they, they will probably after December not be in school at all. Like, you know, it's just like this whole aspect of how do you keep kids busy and engaged and not fall into depression? So that's probably where I'll be at the beginning of the year is, is in wellness. I think that's going to be, unfortunately and fortunately, a booming business because of what you just described. I think we're all just so overtaxed. So imagine what people who are, you know, more disenfranchised, what they feel like, you know? So that's what I always try to remind myself and my, my kids and my husband. They, we all yeah. know that. Yeah, we, we're very lucky. We are very lucky. Yeah, well, imagine if you live remotely in an area with no electricity, no running water, and no Wi-Fi. I mean, wow. it's a complete other situation due to our infrastructure issues. One third of our reservation is without running water and electricity, which is kind of an insane thing to say. Wow. So with that, there's just, it's just a much more problematic situation to be in during quarantine. So again, I'm just really trying to think what we can do to bring things there to keep children engaged. Yeah. So um, yeah, we have a lot of meetings. We're working with um, Core Response, just an amazing group. They've done most of the COVID-19 testing on Navajo Nation, but really good friends there. And we're gonna get together this weekend and just bounce ideas around of what 2021 is going to look like for us. That's, well, I, I just want you to know that I'm here to help. Anybody who's listening is here to help. I, I, I just feel like, you know, a lot of us maybe who are more privileged just really realized our privilege over the last few months because we're still working, still have those things that you just described that other people don't have. So yeah. um, we're definitely here to help. Looking at your Instagram, there's some wonderful, beautiful fashion on there. <laughs> Thank you. I have 
so much. Honestly, I have so much fun. Uh, awesome. I was honestly, like, you look at my hands right now. They're completely covered with dye stuff. I've been out dyeing for about, gosh, two days now. I've been on a dye bender. Um, but my favorite thing in the world is to buy old things and kind of just recolorize, reimagine, like make them into something completely different than what they were. So yeah, it's, it's been a lot of joy and it's helped me a lot. Like I said, deal with, uh, exhaustion because color and that creativity just feeds my soul. So no, I might be physically exhausted. I still do this process with my creativity on a daily basis. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I get to work with my daughter. She just moved to New Mexico from the LA area. And she's always been the muse of the line, but she's back and, and doing some things with us. And she's always been modeling for us. So it's wonderful to work together again as a family. So those are all your pieces that you designed? No, honestly, I think there's very few pieces I've actually just, I make a couple things small batch, but for the most part, I'm a curator of old things and I just kind of either rip them apart, put them back together again, put rainbows all over them, turn them upside down, make them. And I mean, it, it's just all depends on what the upcycle is for that day. Um, right now we've got a bunch of Japanese parachutes we're making into ball gowns. We've what? got, yeah, we've got a bunch. Let me show you something. You're going to die. She is going to get the parachute Japanese ball gown, you guys. I got to get one of these. Oh, uh, there's still a the sewers. Oh, this is oh. the wrong one. So I had this idea. I thought tuxedo shirts, right? Yeah. So we went and bought vintage 1940s tuxedo shirts. And we had a tie dye. We've got them dyed in every color imaginable. Because I just thought if I was going to go to anything holiday, actually, if I want to do a holiday Zoom party, I'm just going to be wearing my rainbow tuxedo shirt. I love it. I love it. I'll order one now, please. <laughs> so where can, um, we, we have your website and we have Instagram, which I'll share with the listeners too, but where else should we, should we be looking for you? That's pretty much it. I keep it pretty tight. Um, we're just selling online right now. I used to have a store here in Albuquerque, but it's closed really until there's a vaccine, until um, we're safely through this phase. And yeah, that's really it. Um, you know, every day I'm putting something new up on Instagram and every day I'm putting new stuff on the web because we're just constantly creating. So it's kind of like you never know what's going to be on there. <laughs> based I love on that though. Yeah, and it's fun for me because, I don't know, I love going to websites where it's always different. So yeah. even for me to curate it, it's fun just to put new colors. Like right now, I definitely want to dye. I'm going to go out and do some dyes tomorrow in just shades of, of like rich, deep purples and reds just because that just feels really good right now. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what we do here. Well, you know, the listeners can't see you unless they look at a picture. She has amazing hair. You have amazing hair. <laughs> and it's just so really impressive that you've spent basically your whole life curating old things or other things and making them better and kind of just leaving your mark. I think that's, for me, having spoken to you for the first time today, that's the takeaway for me is that you can transform um, a bad situation or a situation that doesn't serve anyone into something better. And I think 
everybody can do that. Everybody has that superpower if they try. Ah, that's actually the meaning of Arenda. Inside each of us is the possibility for change. Yes. Right? Yes. And I just stress to everybody, you know, this is like kind of part of my ritual is I do wake up at sunrise now because being here in New Mexico, I'm, I'm more deeply connected to the land. But as soon as you wake up first thing in the morning, set your intentions for the rest of the day. Yes. Like make notes of what you want to accomplish that day in your life yes. outside of, you know, feeding yourself and exercising, like actually set an intention and as you go through your day in your infancy and in your youthful time, then when you go to sunset, you can actually reflect back on what you learned that day or what you accomplished and then reset for the next day. So that process really helps me accomplish and really focus on what needs to get done. Yes. And like more important things, things for other people. I really believe in that. I do something similar with meditation every single morning at sunrise. And I do believe it clears a space, not just for other people, but for yourself, um, you know, before you engage with the world in, in that way. Um, Amy, this is the end of our interview, but I have to say it's been a real pleasure. Uh, I'm so glad that I happened upon that article and, and so have entered the world of Arenda tribe. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, I'll say, ahyehe. Ahehe means thank you in Diné, but thank you for amplifying indigenous voices and thank you for being curious about our culture. Yes. And I think that that's a beautiful way to exchange ideas is to ask all these questions. And, yes. you know, that's where for Arenda Tribe, I want it to be a safe place for everybody yes. to have that space to learn because we don't learn it in history books. No. We don't see it on the media. It's nothing we've been taught. So as a Diné woman, I want to be a better communicator of my own culture to the outside. Yes. So thank you for letting me do that today. Yes, and likewise. Let's keep talking. Take care. <laughs> okay. Yes. Bye. Bye. That's our show. Thanks for listening. I was your host, Stacey Grant-Lewis. Remember, our differences are amazing, but we are more alike than we are different. Don't forget to check our website for more news about culture and anti-racism work. Peace and love to everyone. Bye.